Hello and welcome to Sleep Cove. Please listen to this episode in a place where you can safely go to sleep. I want to welcome everyone to this charity episode for the people of Ukraine. Like many of you, I've been watching on with horror as Ukraine has been invaded and the humanitarian disaster has unfolded in front of our eyes. I felt helpless and wondered what I could do to help. I don't talk about this often, but before I worked full time in mental health, I contracted for a technology company that had the majority of its staff based in Ukraine, especially Kharkiv. My colleagues were fantastic people, and after seeing the news of the terrible invasion, I reached out to them, offering to do a charity special for a Ukrainian cause of their choice. They also chose a fairy tale which is translated as pea roller in English, as the bedtime story for this episode. It's a tale of how a boy defeats a dragon, which seems like a perfect analogy right now. I'm going to be donating all money made from sponsorship from this episode in the present and the future, and I want to introduce the charities that I will be donating to, and that you can donate to too. Currently, UNICEF are protecting children in the Ukraine. You can go to their website, unicef.org, to donate. They say that homes, schools, water supplies and hospitals have been damaged or destroyed. Children have been separated from their families and hundreds of thousands of people have been left without safe water, electricity or shelter. Explosives including landmines are a daily threat to children's lives. More than 1 million people have now fled to Ukraine and the number expected to climb to 5 million soon. UNICEF are working around the clock to help keep families safe and you can donate to their cause by going to unicef.org. I'm also going to be donating a portion of the sponsorship money to a former colleague of mine is sourcing much needed equipment on the ground. As this is an individual and not an organisation, it is hard to share this information how to support them, but if you want to email me at christopher at sleepcove.com, I can share the details with you. If you are going to donate, it would be great to receive a screenshot of the donation, so I can share this on social media. You can email me or tag me on social media and then I can share it, and I think more people who see donations happening, the more likely other people will donate as well. Times can be stressful in certain circumstances, but sometimes it's good to step back and ask how we can help, and I think donating to good causes can definitely help people right now. I want to recommend a product that I'm using myself right now, it's called New Mood. As a mental health advocate, I'm always looking for innovative products to help people. When you are looking to tackle your stress and anxieties, you may not even know where to start or what to use. Of course, many people use this podcast, and this app by Noom is a great tool to help deal with anxiety. I've been using their grounding techniques and meditation exercises to understand stress and deal with it day to day. You learn to realise stress is a mechanism that you can use as a toolkit to manage. 
I work totally on my own, so sometimes it's good to communicate with the Noom coaches to help your mindset. And we all need an extra helping hand now and then. Worry less and feel happier. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash sleepcove. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash sleepcove. I can really recommend it. And let's begin. The story of P-Roller. There once lived a man who had six sons and one daughter, Alenka by name. One day the sons went out to plough, and they told their sister to bring them their dinner to the field. How will I find you there? Alenka asked. The brother said, We will dig a furrow stretching from the hut to the patch we will be ploughing. You will find us if you follow it. And with that they drove away. Now in the forest behind the field there lived a dragon and he came and filled in the furrow the brothers had made with earth and made a furrow of his own which led to the door of his house. And when Alenka went to take her brother's dinner to them she followed it and walked straight into the dragon's courtyard and was at once seized by the dragon. In the evening, the brothers came home and they said to the mother, We were ploughing all day. Why didn't you send us anything to eat? But I did, the mother replied. I sent Alenka to the field with your dinner and I thought she would be coming back with you. She must have lost her way. We must go back and look for her, the brothers said. They set out at once, all six of them, and followed the dragon's furrow to his courtyard. They came to through the gate, and there was their sister running out to meet them. Oh, my brothers, my dear brothers, where will I hide you? Alenka cried. The dragon is out now, but he will eat you up when he comes back. And lo, there was the dragon flying towards them and hissing like the serpent he was. I smell a man. I smell many men. He called. Well now, my lads, is it to fight me you have come or to make peace with me? To fight you, they called back. Very well then, let us go to the iron threshing floor. They went to the iron threshing floor, but they did not fight along, for the dragon struck them once and drove them into the floor. Then he pulled them out, more dead than alive, and threw them into a deep dungeon. The mother and father waited for their sons to return, but they waited in vain. One day the mother went to the river with her washing. She looked and there Rolling towards her, along the road, she saw a tiny bee. She picked it up and ate it, and in due time a son was born to her, and they called him Bokati Goreshek, or Pea Roll Along. One day his father and he were digging a well, and their spades struck a stone. It was a huge stone, and the father went to call his neighbours, to help him lift it. But P. Rollalong 
had lifted it and thrown it out by himself before he was back. The neighbours came and looked and were amazed and frightened too, for they saw that P. Roll Along was much stronger than any of them. Indeed, so frightened were they that they wanted to kill him. But P. Roll Along tossed the stone up into the air and then caught it, and seeing this feat of strength, they ran away. The father and son went on digging. They dug till their spades struck a huge piece of iron, and P. Roll Along lifted it out and hid it. Some time passed, and one day P. Roll Along asked his parents if it was true that he had six brothers and a sister. Indeed it is, son, the parents said, but they went away once and never returned, and they told him the whole story. I will go in search of them, said P. Roll Along. The mother and father began pleading with him not to. Don't do it, son, they said. Your brothers went to seek your sister, and all six of them perished, and you all alone as you are will fare no better. No, no, I will, said P. Roll Along. They are my own flesh and blood, and I must find out what happened to them. And he took the piece of iron he found to the blacksmith. Forge me a sword, and the bigger it will be, the better, said he. And the blacksmith forged him a sword so large and heavy that it was as much as anyone could do to carry it out of his shop. But P. Roll Along lifted it easily and hurled it high into the air. I will now have a sleep, said he to his father. Wake me up in twelve days' time when the sword comes flying back. He went to bed and slept for twelve days, and on the thirteenth day the sword came flying back, making a humming sound as it flew. The father woke him. He rolled along, sprang up and held up a finger, and the sword struck it and split in two. I cannot go to see my brothers and sister with so poor a sword, said P. Roll Along. I must have another. And picking up the broken sword, he took it to the blacksmith. Forge me a new sword out of this one, said he. Make one to suit a man as strong as I. The blacksmith forged him a sword that was even bigger than the first, and P. Roll Along flung it high into the air, and then went to bed and slept for another twelve days. On the thirteenth day the sword came flying back, humming as it flew and making the earth quake and tremble. The mother and father woke Pete Roll Along, who sprang to his feet and held up a finger, and the sword struck it but did not break and only bent a little. Here is a good sword indeed, said P. Roll Along. Now I can go to seek my brothers and sisters. Bake me some bread, mother, and make some rusks. I will set out on my way. He took his sword and a bag full of rusks, and bidding his mother and father goodbye, set forth from home. He followed the dragon's old furrow, which was barely to be seen, 
and soon was deep in the forest, and he walked on and on till he came to a fenced-in courtyard that surrounded a large house. He walked into the yard, and on into the house, and he found his sister Olenka there. Good morning, lass, said Pete Rollalong, who didn't know it was his sister. Good morning to you, good youth. Why have you come here? The dragon is out. But Lai will soon be back and will eat you up, Alenka said. We shall see. Perhaps he won't. But who are you, lass? And why are you here? I used to live with my mother and father, but the dragon carried me off, and though my six brothers tried to free me, they did not succeed. Where are your brothers? P. Rollalong asked. The dragon threw them into a dungeon, and I do not know if they are alive or dead. Perhaps I can free you, said P. Rollalong. My six brothers couldn't rescue me, so how can you? We shall see what we shall see, said P. Rollalong, and he sat down by a window and waited. By and by the dragon came flying back. He flew into the house and he twitched his nose. I smell a man, cried he. Of course you do, for here I am, said P. Rollalong, coming forward. And what brings you here, my lad? Do you want to fight me or to make peace with me, said the dragon. To fight you, P. Rollalong cried. Well, then let us go to the iron thrashing floor. Let's. They came to the iron thrashing floor, and the dragon faced P. Rollalong. You strike first, he said. No, you do, said P. Rollalong. They crossed swords, and the dragon struck P. Rollalong such a blow that he sank ankle deep into the iron thrashing floor. But P. Rollalong was out again in a flash, and he brandished his sword and gave the dragon an answering blow that drove him knee deep into the iron threshing floor. The dragon heaved himself out, and he again came to P. Rollalong and drove him as deep into the floor as he had just been driven himself. But P. Rollalong was not one to be frightened and he struck the dragon a blow which drove him waist deep into the floor, and then another that killed him on the spot. He then made his way to the dungeon, freed his brothers who were more dead than alive, and taking them and his sister Alenka with him, and all the gold and silver in the dragon's house too, set out for home, but he never told them that he was their brother. Whether they were long on the way, or not, nobody knows. Hut by and by they sat down for a rest under the oak tree, and so tired was P. Rollalong after his battle, that he fell fast asleep, and his six brothers talked it all over among themselves, and said, People will laugh at us when they learn that the six of us could not do away with the dragon, well, this young lad here did it all by himself, and he will get all the dragon's riches besides. 
and they decided to bind me roll along while he was asleep and helpless to the oak tree and leave him there to be devoured by the wild beasts. No sooner said than done, they bound him up to the tree and left him there and went away. When P. Rollalong slept on and felt nothing, he slept for a day and he slept for a night, and then he woke to find himself bound to the oak tree. But he jerked and heaved, and lo, out of the tree roots and all, from the ground, and P. Rollalong threw it over his shoulder and went home. He came up to the house, and he heard his brothers talking to their mother. Did you have any more children, mother, after we left home? They asked her. Yes, indeed, the mother replied. I had a son, P. Rollalong by name, who went off to seek you. Then it must have been him we bound to the oak tree. We'd better go back at once and untie him, the brother said. But P. Rollalong brandished the oak he was carrying and struck the roof of the hut so hard that the hut all but crumbled to the ground. Stay where you are, since you are what you are and no better, my brothers, he cried. I will go off by myself and roam the wild world. And he shouldered his sword and set out on his way. On and on he walked, and he saw two mountains ahead of him. Between them stood a man, who had his hands and feet set against them, and was trying to push them apart. Good morning, friend, he rolled along called out. Good morning to you, the man replied. What are you doing? I'm moving the mountains apart to make a path, he replied. Where are you going? To the world and to make a fortune, he said. I'm out to do the same, what's your name? said P. Roll along. Move Mountain, what's yours? My name is P. Roll along, let's go together. Yes, let's, they both agreed. They went along together, and they walked and they walked, and they saw a man in the forest who was pulling out oak trees by the roots, and he had only to give a tree one twist, and out it came. Good morning, friend, called P. Roll along and move mountain. Good morning to you, my lads, the man called back. What are you doing, they asked him. Uprooting trees in order to make a path, he replied. Where are you going? To seek my fortune. We're out to do the same, what's your name? Twist Oak, he said, what's yours? Our names are P. Roll Along and Move Mountain. Let's go together. Let's, they all agreed. So the three of them went on together. They walked and they walked and by and by they saw a man sitting on the bank of a river. The man had the longest of long whiskers and he only had to twirl one of them for the waters to part and roll away leaving a path and thus enabling all who wanted to walk over the riverbed. Good morning, friend, the group called out to him. Good morning to you, my lads. What are you doing, said the group. 
I'm parting the waters in order to cross the river. Where are you going? To seek my fortune, he replied. We're out to do the same, what's your name? The group said in unison. Twirl Whisker, what are yours? Our names are P. Roll Along, Booth Mountain and Twist Oak. Let's go together. Let's, they all agreed. They went on together and had an easy time of it. For Moof Mountain moved aside every mountain, Twist Oak uprooted every forest, and Twill Whisker parted the waters of every river that lay in their path. They walked and they walked and they came to a small hut, standing in the middle of a large forest. They stepped inside, and would you believe it, there was no one there. Here's where we'll spend the night, said P, roll along. They spent the night in the hut, and in the morning P, roll along, said, You stay at home, Move Mountain, and cook our dinner for us, and we three will go hunting. They went away, and Move Mountain cooked a big dinner and lay down for a sleep. Suddenly came a rap at the door, rap, tap, tap. Open the door, someone called. I'm no servant of yours to open doors, Move Mountain called back. The door opened and the same voice called again. Carry me over the threshold. You're no lord of mine, so don't wail or whine, Move Mountain called back. And lo, there climbed over the threshold the tiniest old man that ever was seen with a beard so long that it trailed over the floor. The little old man caught Move Mountain by the hair and hung him up on a nail on the wall. Then he ate all there was to eat and drank all there was to drink and after cutting a long strip of skin from Move Mountain's back he went away. Move Mountain twisted and turned on the nail till he broke loose and then he set to work cooking dinner anew. He was still at it when his friends returned. Why are you so late getting dinner? I dozed off and forgot all about it, said Move Mountain. They ate their fill and they went to bed, and on the following morning, P. Roll Along said, Now you stay at home to a stoke, and the rest of us will go hunting. He went away, and Twist Oak cooked a big dinner and lay down for a sleep. Suddenly there was a rap on the door. Rap, tap, tap. Open the door, a voice called. I'm no servant of yours to open doors, Twist Oak called back. Carry me over the threshold, the same voice called again. You're no lord of mine, so don't wail or whine, Twist Oak replied. And lo, there climbed over the threshold and stepped into the hut, the tiniest old man that ever was seen, with a beard so long that it trailed over the floor. He caught Twist Oak by the hair and hung him on a nail, and then he ate all there was to eat and drank all there was to drink. And after cutting a long strip of skin from Twist Oak's back, went away. Twist Oak twisted and turned this way and that, 
till he succeeded in breaking free, and then he at once set to work cooking dinner anew. He was still at it when his friend returned. Why are you so late getting dinner, they asked. I dozed off and only woke a little while ago, said Twist Oak. But Move Mountain said nothing, for he knew what had happened. On the third day, Twirl Whisker was the one to remain at home and the same thing happened to him. P-Roller said, You are indeed slow getting dinner, all three of you. Tomorrow you'll go hunting and I'll stay at home. Morning came and P-Roller along remained at home while his three friends went hunting. He cooked a big dinner and just as he lay down for a sleep, there came a rap on the door. Rap, tap, tap. Open the door, someone called. P roll along, open the door, and there before him was the tiniest old man that ever lived, with a beard so long that it trailed over the floor. Carry me over the threshold, my lad, said the little old man. P roll along, picked him up, carried him into the hut, and set him down on the floor, and the little old man began dancing round and round, taking little flying jumps at him. What do you want? asked P. Roll along. You'll see what I want, said the little old man, and stretching out his hand, he was about to seize P. Roll along by the hair, but P. Roll along cried out, Ah, that's the sort you are, and caught him by the beard instead. Then, taking an axe, he dragged the little old man to an oak tree, split the oak tree in two, and thrust the little old man's beard into the cleft, pinning it fast. You were mean enough to try and catch me by the hair, said he to the little old man, so now you'll have to stay here until I return. He went back to the hut, and he found his three friends waiting for him there. Is dinner ready, they asked. Yes, it's been ready and waiting a long time, P. Roll along replied. They sat down and began eating, and after they had finished, P. Roll along said, Come with me and I will show you the most unusual sight. He led them outside, but oddly enough there was no oak tree there, and no little old man either, for the little old man had pulled out the oak tree by the roots and dragged it away with him. P. Roll along then told his friends of all that had happened to him, and they on their parts confessed that the little old man had them hanging from a nail, and had cut strips of skin from their backs. He's a wicked old thing, that little man is, and we better go and find him, said P. Roll along. Now the little old man had been dragging the oak tree, and had left a trail they found easy to follow, and it led them to a hole in the ground so deep that it seemed bottomless. P. Roll along, turned to the Move Mountain. Climb down the hole, Move Mountain, he said. No, I won't, answered Move Mountain. How about you, Twist Oak, or you, Twirl Whisker? But neither Twist Oak nor Twirl Whisker would risk climbing down the hole. Very well then, I'll do it, said P. Roll along. 
Let's plait a rope. They plaited a rope and P roll along wound one end of it round his head. Let me down, he said. They began letting him down and it took them a long time, for so deep was the hole that to reach his bottom, it was likely to reach the netherworld. But they got him down at last, and P rolled along set out to explore the place. On and on he walked, and there before him was a huge palace. He went inside, and everything there sparkled and shone, for the palace was made of gold and precious stones. He passed from chamber to chamber, and all of a sudden, who should come running towards him but a princess? And so beautiful was she that no pen could describe her, and no tongue sing her praises. What brings you here, good youth? she asked. I'm looking for a little old man with a beard that trails over the ground, said P. along. Ah, she said, the little old man has got his beard stuck in the cleft of an oak tree and is trying to pull it out, but don't go to him or he will kill you as he did many others before you. He won't be killing me, said P. along. It was I who stuck his beard in the cleft. But who are you, and what are you doing here? I am a princess and the daughter of a king. The little old man carried me off and is keeping me captive here, the princess said. I will free you, never fear. Just take me to him. The princess let P roll along to the little old man, and lo, there he sat stroking his beard, which he had pulled out of the cleft. At the sight of P. Roll along, the little old man turned red with anger. What brings you here? Have you come to fight me or to make peace with me? he asked. I'm here to fight you, said P. Roll along. Do you think I would make peace with the likes of you? They crossed swords and they fought long and fiercely, till at last P. Roll along struck the little old man hard and he died. After that, P. Roll along and the princess took all the gold and gems they could find in the palace, and filling three sacks of them, made for the hole down which P. Roll along had climbed into the underground kingdom. They came to it soon enough, and P. Roll along began calling to his friends. Are you still there, my brothers? he cried. We are, came the reply. P. Roll along tied one of the sacks to the rope. Pull it up, brothers, he cried again. The sack is yours. They pulled up the sack and let down the rope, and P. Roller along tied the second sack to it. Pull it up, this one is yours too, he called. He sent up the third sack as well, and they tied the princess to the rope. The princess is mine, he called. The three friends pulled out the princess, and now only P. Roller along was left at the bottom of the hole. Let's pull him up a little way, and then let go of the rope, said they. He will be killed and the princess will be ours. But P rolled along guessed what they were up to, and tied a large stone to the rope. Now pull me up, he called. They pulled up the rope and they let go of it, and down came the stone with a crash. 
a fine lot of friends I have, said P. Roll along, and he set out to roam, the kingdom at the bottom of the hole. On and on he walked, and all of a sudden the sky became overcast, and the rain came down, and hail too. P. Roll along, hid under an oak tree, and he stood there as he heard the chirping of baby eagles coming from a nest at the top of the tree. He climbed the tree, and taking off his coat, covered the eagles with it. The rain stopped, and a huge eagle, the nestling's father, came flying. Who was it that covered you, my little ones? asked he. We'll tell you if you promise not to eat him up, said the nestlings. Never fear, I won't. Well, do you see that man sitting under the tree? It was he who did it. The eagle flew down from the tree. Ask of me whatever you want, and I will do it, said he to pee roll along. This is the first time that none of my children has drowned in such a downpour with me away. Take me to my own kingdom, said Pete Roll Along. That is not easy to do, but if we take six barrels of meat and six of water with us, I may be able to do it, the eagle said. Every time my head turned to the right, you will throw a piece of meat into my mouth, and every time I turn to the left, you will give me a sip of water. If you don't do it, we'll never get there. I'll die on the way. They took six barrels of meat and six of water. Pete rolled along, put them on the eagle's back and climbed on himself. And away they flew. And whenever the eagle turned his head to the right, Pete Roller would put some meat into his mouth. And whenever he turned it to the left, he would give him a sip of water. They flew for a long time and had nearly reached P. Rollalong's kingdom, when the eagle turned his head to the right again. P. Rollalong looked into the barrel, and the last of the six, and seeing that there was not a scrap of meat left, he cut a piece of his own leg, and gave it to him. What was it I just ate? The eagle asked. It was very good. A piece of my own flesh? He rolled along replied, pointing to his leg. The eagle said nothing, but he spat out the piece of meat and leaving P roll along to wait for him, flew off to fetch some living water. He was back with it before long, and no sooner had they put the piece that he had cut off to P roller's leg and sprinkled it with water, it grew fast to it again and healed. After that the eagle flew home and Pete Roll Along went to seek his three faithless friends. Now the three had made their way to the palace of the princess's father, and were now living and quarrelling among themselves, for each wanted to marry the princess and would not give her up to the others. It was there that Pete Roll Along found them, and when they saw him they turned white with fright. P. Roll along said, My own brothers betrayed me, so what can I ask of you? I think I'll have to forgive you. And forgive them he did. Soon after that he married the princess, and the two of them lived happily together 
ever after.